All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We are here in Las Vegas. It's me, it's my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my wizards of wagering, my overlords of the odds of the degenerate trifecta, brother Bry, Harry, and Darren the Parlay Kid. Guys, we're at Planet Hollywood. It's a Saturday morning. We have to be the only idiots doing a podcast. It's Saturday morning before 9 a.m. Um, Parlay Kid, you actually studied up for this. You you hit you hit the room early, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh <laughs> I, I guess by Vegas standards, midnight's early. So yeah, yeah right. I, guess, I guess that's All right, probably listen, true. Listen, you're focused. He's got the eye, his eye on the prize here. Brother Brian and I, we stayed out. We played uh, blackjack. Clay Travis joined us. It was one of the coldest tables I've ever been at in my life. I don't think I've. We were at Caesar's Palace, um, and I, I, honestly, I don't think I won two hands in a row after the first five minutes. And we stayed for 45 minutes. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good run. I, I for me it was a good run, and then I lost it all. I stayed on way too long. That's why I like playing by myself in blackjack yeah. because I like to just get off the table. But when everybody's there, I just can't leave. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you only won like three or four holes. It was terrible. It's like I kept going into my pocket. I was like, how much? I, I like hanging out with these guys, but what am I going to do? I'm really going to go poor. My kids are not going to be able to go to college because this shithead dealer just keeps pulling uh, five card twenties. Like I can't take it anymore harry you hovered around the uh the uh roulette table and you thought you could read the for, for nothing's really changed with you you thought you could read the roll i don't think that you did you had 25 dollars. i don't know what, what did you do with roulette i ended up actually winning about 25 and before we just came up here to your room brian just won a quick 400 and i said brian i'm reading this roll 17 20 32 and i didn't put the money down rolled right in 20 so well, it's all right. We'll get it later. We got more stories about Harry not putting the money down and um, coming out on top a little later. But uh, like I said, we were at Planet Hollywood. Thank you, Planet Hollywood Caesars, for uh, setting us up in a nice suite. We flew out here to sign up for the what was it? The ultimate football challenge, Harry. That is correct, Sal. At the Golden Nugget, we're gonna be we're gonna jump on a bus to go to head out to the Golden Nugget to sign up for this. I feel like I'm in gambling purgatory here. <laughs> It's a lot of weird shit going on, but um, we have all, already this summer covered a lot of props, divisions. Um, I the plan is to do over unders with Simmons, team over unders with Simmons, AFC on his, NFC on mine. That could change next week, but this is going to be a, a potluck propaganda right here. It's um, fringe categories: defensive rookie of the year, most sacks, comeback player. You can bet on all this stuff this day and age. Let's start it off with you, Harry. Um, you have for most passing touchdowns. Matt Ryan. Now he was fifth last year, right? Uh, Patrick Mahomes was the guy to chase. Fifty-three. That that was unbeatable. Luck forty-two. Russ thirty-six. Breeze thirty-six. And then you had Ryan and Rivers thirty-five. But you like Ryan this year at twelve to one, right? I do like him. You know, uh, in two thousand sixteen, this Atlanta Falcons team was dynamic. They put he put up huge numbers. He did have thirty-five touchdowns last year. I think with Steve Sarkeesian gone. Now he can focus on uh, getting other things done on offensively that they wasn't able to do last year. Dirk Cutter is supposed to be the man. Everyone said this guy is going to be the hire that Atlanta needs. It's a perfect fit. So, you know, in, in, in 2016, the Falcons got 33 points a game. Uh, and then in 17, they only they dropped to a 22. So it was a bad season then. In 18, he, like I said, he pumped it back up. I think at 34 years old, he's the highest paid player in football. He's got to get it done now, and I think with a healthy team, 
They'll be able to put up a lot of numbers. He's got Ridley, who had 10 touchdowns. He's in his second year. And, of course, Julio Jones. I think that maybe this high-octane offense gets back to what it used to be, yeah. and he puts up the big touchdown numbers. They invested in the offensive line. Um, like Well, defensively, they were 31st. But he took the most sacks ever last year after Matt Ryan, 42. So they, uh, the, they took the BC kid, the 14th pick. Like you said, Dirk Cutter's there now. Um, the odds for this category: Mahomes four to one, Luck six to one, Rogers nine to one, Baker, God forbid, ten to one. I like Big Ben at eighteen to one. I know touchdown wise, it's never really up there. Antonio Brown's gone; he had thirty four last year. But isn't it like he has? He's around four thousand or five thousand yards every year, fifty one hundred yards. So isn't it just lucky if you don't get forty touchdowns with fifty one hundred yards at some point? I think. At 18 to 1, that's a nice uh, little bargain there. But Matt Ryan, not terrible, not terrible. I think he had 47 and then 35. But other than that, he really wasn't. That, those were his biggest years by like eight or nine. Yeah, it's, all, it's almost like uh, on the odd years, if you go back like four years, he, like last year, he had, uh, like I said, 35. But the year before, he only like 21. Yeah. And two years before, in the year in 15, he had like. Uh, 20 or 22 where he had a big yeah, yeah. where he had a big year in 17 16. All right, so we're going to see a theme develop with Harry's picks here this Atlanta Falcons thing uh, brother Brian moving on to you they have a most interceptions category for a quarterback um, who do you like to uh, a, a, another guy is near and dear to Harry's heart uh, I can't believe I'm doing this but I'm going Sam Darnold most interceptions he, he, you can get him for anywhere from like 9 to 1 or 14 to 1 it depends what site you're using such a Harry pick <laughs> but it's funny, unlike Harry, I do think Darnold's going to be really good, but I do agree Darnold does turn the ball over way too much. And I think we're going to see probably one more year, maybe under Gase, of him turning the ball over before he finally puts it together. Uh, plus, you know, again, with, with interceptions, you're looking at a guy who's not going to be benched, right? They're never going to, at this point in time, they're never going to bench right. Darnold. Whereas last year, it was kind of, there was always the case, well, maybe he, Maybe we're going to sit him so he can learn a little bit. Yeah, so right. He had, in, last year he had 15 interceptions in 13 games. Look, according to Football Outsiders, his adjusted total of interceptions which was 21, which would have led the league which, with Mahomes, which is pretty funny. But in his last season at USC, I know Harry's talked about this before, he had 13 interceptions too. So unless Gates can work some magic, I think he's still turnover prone. Uh, so I think there's a lot of value there, nine to one or fourteen to one, where whatever you can get him at. You get the dump off pass to Lev Bell, which I think helps him a lot probably going forward. But uh, last year I think I took all the rookie quarterbacks over their interception total. I went three and one. It just it's just kind of how it's going to be unless one of them gets hurt. So yeah, Sam Darnold. I think he has a big year, but I could see him uh, throwing a lot of picks at nine to one. That's a good one. All right, Parlay kid, hit us up, Coach of the Year. Um, I'll go over this with you. Give us your selection, and then uh, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, so I like uh, the new Green Bay coach over there, LaFleur. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a big advantage, right, in terms of getting the, the Green Bay won six games last year, and you have Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Yeah. Right. So I think this sets him up very well. I think they're the best team in that division this year. I don't see – do you see Rodgers winning six or seven games again this year? I don't think anybody here would predict that. So let's just say Green Bay wins 10 games. Mm-hmm. Maybe they, maybe they uh, even play a little bit better than we think, and they win 11 games. Doesn't that put their coach in a great spot to win coach of the year? Yeah. Uh, the guy, the guy uh, LaFleur, ran the Rams offense a couple of years ago. He's coached under McVay, who we 
we uh, all know here and, and love him. Love him. Uh, this guy might he basically might be the next McVeigh. Some more than others, Darren. Some more than others. I, lo- I love the guy. I, I really do. I really do. It's it's my my boy now. Um, so yeah. So I think the advantages of you're you're a new coach. You come in. You have an established Hall of Fame quarterback, mm-hmm. top three quarterback right now in the game, and Aaron Rodgers, who's not going to let this team win six games again. They're going going to win nine, yeah. 10, 11 games. I and I think that puts this coach at twenty to one. And, and a high. coach of the year spot right here. And we see a lot of the coaches of the years. They're like the LaFleurs of the world, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of uh, come into a situation like this, and they win their 10-11 games, and there's a lot of praise uh, put upon them, and uh, they win this award. So I think at 20-1, to that's great value. It, great it, value. It's funny you say 10 or 11 wins. Um, I was looking at the, coach, the previous coach of the year winners. 10 wins. Only once has a winner had 10 wins, and that was Marvin Lewis a decade ago, 2009. Otherwise, it's 11-plus. I do have the Packers to win that division. I, do, I think they win 10 or 11. Uh, LaFleur's night. They have to figure out who's going to make uh, play calling there. That seemed like to be a problem even as late as three weeks ago. But – yeah, that's not bad. I couldn't believe Aaron Rodgers. I think the narrative's always been, well, you know, when he gets injured, the Packers go to shit. But 27 and 27 or something like that over his last 54 games, it doesn't seem right. I think he gets them to 10. I would also look at uh, Vic Fangio. I like him um, for the Broncos. Mm. You know, Brother Bry maybe disagrees, but um, he's at 14 to 1. Uh, I'm sorry, he's right up there too. But uh, Belichick. It's kind of weird that he never wins. Poor right? guy. He won, I mean, it's won just... in 2010 and 2007. <laughs> Might be time to give it back to him. He's 14 and one. The favorite, by the way. Did you know who the favorite is? Uh, is it? It's not Sean McVay. No. No. Um, Everyone's favorite Super Bowl team, the Cleveland Browns and Kitchens. Oh, of course, Kitchens. Nine yeah. To one. I mean that that's gonna that could really blow up in everybody's yeah. face right there. I think. Yeah. Can't believe that. Uh, yeah, basically, if you're going to take Kitchens, you're saying the Browns are winning. Right. You're saying the Browns are winning 11 games. Right. I'm not From sure seven, if that's. Uh, I don't like it either. No. Uh, one sure thing, though, Aaron Donald in this league, and Harry's going to throw a, a, a massive amount of stats as to why he's the best player in the game. And I don't know that I could argue. His MVP number is 60, 60 to 1, most sacks 3 to 1. Where do you want to start with this guy, Harry? Well, first, I will start at three to one. I think that's fantastic value at a guy who had 20 and a half sacks last year, obviously led the league. And at three to one, that's really good. He's, I mean, the guy had 20 and a half sacks, like I said, for 184 sack yards. MVP at 60 to one, of course, that's stretching it because a lot of times uh, defensive players get overlooked. But this guy has just been so dominant at his position at being a pass rusher. You can't he cannot be denied. Now, again, you know, Mahomes puts up 50 touchdowns again. It's going to go an offensive player. We all understand and and know this. But still, let me just say that for 20 and a half sacks, 184 sack yards lost. He also had um the team, the Rams, had 14 forced fumbles. He had four of them. And if you look at the top six teams who won their divisions, the next closest to, Don- to Donald was J.J. Watt. He had 16 sacks for 119 lost yards. So Donald's still over him. Brian's Khalil Mack got traded to the Bears. Everyone makes a big deal of him. He had 12 and a half sacks. He had a solid season, 12 and a half sacks, but only 78 yards. I mean, this guy... Over the over the six teams who had the best pass rusher with the most sacks, he he had more forced fumbles than five of the seven uh, five of the six guys too. So I mean, at sixty to one is value. Is he going to win it? Probably not. But still, 
it's there, and his stats are undeniable. I could help you with the probably not. He's not going to win MVP. Do you know the last defensive player to win MVP? LT? That's right, yeah. 33 years ago. They just don't give it to a defensive player, but I think most sacks is reasonable for sure. Like you said, he had 20 and a half, beat out Watt and Chris Jones. Watt has injury issues. I think uh, Brian's Khalil Mack, no longer Brian's Khalil Mack, 2019, 17, last few years. He was hurt a couple of games last year, Harry. Come on now. Uh, seven to one. I, I like those uh, numbers there. But of course, you can't bet against Aaron Donald. Phenomenal player. Uh, Brian. You have a, another name in there for most sacks. Yeah, well, let me first, um, I'm not going to totally make fun of Harry's pick. I mean, I do like Donald for defensive player of the year, even though it's two to one. I think I'd rather have defensive player of the year than sacks. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at his sacks, last year he had 20. The most he had previous to that is 11. And right. if you look at it last season, he had Sue next to him. He doesn't have Sue next to him anymore. So I would, I, if I'm going to take Donald, I would take him at two to one, I think, versus three to one for... Uh, sacks, but the guy I do like a lot is uh, Miles Garrett at fourteen to one. Look, he has a chance to be the next great defensive end in the NFL. He's an athletic freak. He's still only twenty three years old. In two thousand seventeen, he had seven sacks in eleven games. In two thousand eighteen, he jumped that up to thirteen and a half sacks. He had thirty one sacks in thirty four college games. It looks like he's really taking this offseason seriously. I know they they said he had lost like ten pounds to work on speed and strength. He's been training with Stepe, I know, which is which mm. is pretty funny. Um, he has a new coordinator, uh, D coordinator this year. So um, I think Wilkes, the last time he was a D coordinator with the Panthers, they finished third in sacks with fifty. Uh, but the reason I like him actually the most is when you look at the other guys on the line for the Browns, they have Olivier Vernon there, they have Sheldon Richardson, so yeah. those guys can free him up. So I. I, this is one of those, like, I really like that line. This is kind of like when I had, I think I bet Donald at like 14-1 a few years ago. Um, I just yeah, really right. like the value here. Yeah, right. I think he's, you know, in the next year or two, maybe it's not this year, but at 14-1, one of these years, he's going to have the most sacks. I like that. I just hope your boy Khalil Mack doesn't look make you look stupid twice <laughs> taking that sack title from you. Sorry, Khalil. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, numbers, uh, Darren, you have uh, defensive rookie. Speaking of defensive players, defensive rookie of the year. What do you got? So I'm looking at uh, Bush from uh, Michigan, who is now on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think we all here uh, respect and admire Lewis Riddick, who works for uh, ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, saw his commentary on Bush's first preseason game. Uh, and I know I don't like preseason. I don't really go by preseason. But it's very rare very rare when you hear somebody call somebody's game perfect, uh, as Riddick labeled uh, Bush's first preseason game. He called the tape on Bush ridiculous, mm-hmm. he said. And, you know, again, Bush is probably playing on a pretty good Steelers team. And he might already be the best defensive player on that team. He's a tackling machine. He's going to get sacks, and he might even get a few interceptions to boot. Uh, he's 8-1 to one right now, and I'm, th- that's going to fall. I think uh, you might even see him uh, in a week or so uh, sitting at 5-1 to one here. So I think people right now at 8-1, to because he's fallen already. I think a few weeks ago, before this Riddick hype, uh, he was more sitting at 10 or 12-1, to one, and now it's sitting at 8-1. to one. I still think that's really good value for a guy that's going to be all over the field. He has a, a, a terrific motor that he plays with, uh, and he's going to be a leader on that defense as a rookie. 
Uh, I think he's really going to stand out and shine. So let's grab him at eight to one right now, if you can. So the odds for that: Nick Bosa's favorite six to one. I said Bush eight, uh, Josh Allen eight, yeah. Devin yeah. White nine. I, I like this category because they let a lot of different positions win. I think five positions in the last six years. Sure. Have won. Darius Leonard won the award uh, last year. I do like they're comparing Bush already to Bobby Wagner. And I like that, and I think he'll oh. get an extra push. Because uh, he will dedicate a game or two to Shazier. I could totally nice. see that. Yeah, yep. You get yep. that whole he, thing yeah, exactly going. right. But Harry doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about Ryan Shazier. Who do you like for defensive rookie of the year? Well, when we did our uh, NFL draft pod, I was big on Josh Allen for, from Kentucky, and he's going to be solid. I also like Ed Oliver a little bit. Uh, he'll, he'll help the Bills in the middle uh, on the defensive line. Um, Michigan guy, uh, Rashawn Gary, is at 20-1. to 1. I think that might be a play, too. But I'm going to go with another Wolverine. I'm going to go defensive end Chase Winovich uh, at 30-1. to 1. Uh, He made numerous plays, numerous big plays in his last two years at Michigan. Uh, He had 34 and a half sacks for losses and had 13 and a half sacks his last two years. So I think he's going to be an impact player instantly for the Patriots. It seems like always, too, when the Patriots, whoever they draft, it just factors in, it works in. They all blend in and play well together. So I'm going to take a shot here at 30 to 1. Chase Winowich at 30 to 1. Yeah, I, you also said Rashawn Gary at twenty to one edge uh, rusher for Green Bay. It's good. He was uh, selected twelfth, already getting double teamed in preseason games. That could be a good value too. Brian, yeah, I, I was just going to say Harry mentioned every Michigan Wolverine player. I think <laughs> he's got that love for Michigan That's stuff. Your but and I think he loves Vinovich's hair too. Oh, Something yeah. about that. He loves that. So jealous of that hair. <laughs> jealous of any hair. Uh, Brian, staying on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I like this one a lot. Who do you like? Yeah, so I like Rokon Smith most tackles at 12 to 1. Look, coming out of Georgia, I thought Rokon was probably the best linebacker I'd seen in college in a while. I know Harry loved him a lot too. Uh, but this is a guy who missed all of training camp last year and because of a contract dispute and a hamstring injury. He missed training camp and he missed the preseason, and he still had 121 tackles and five sacks. After starting slowly in the first four games in six of the last 12, he had double digit tackles. So I think this is a guy, if he stays healthy, he's going to get around 150 to 160 tackles. He's going to be right in there in the conversation. My only, my only thing thinking of the real concept, he's so versatile is like sometimes if they're blitzing and maybe he'll be put out of position. To, so he'll right. miss a couple of, lose a couple of tackles. But I think 12 to one is great value because he's going to be, if he's healthy, he's going to be up there in the top four or five. What do they go by total, uh, half tackles, total solo yeah, it's, tackles? No, it's total. It's total. It's total right? Right? So yeah. Leonard Leonard had 126, but he had 95 yeah. solo. And, uh, yeah, like Telvin Smith walked away from the game this year. You don't have to worry about him. Yeah, that's I like that number there, twelve to one. Yeah, there's other guys like I was saying, uh, Blake Martinez too. I think he he finished second mm-hmm. last year and first the year before, and he's only in his fourth year, so yeah. he's another guy with good value too. All right, there, there are yeah. other guys, and uh, Parlay Kid's going to tell us about one of them. Most tackles. Well, so I think we just mentioned this name, uh, Bobby Wagner of our Seahawks, or not our Seahawks. I'm not a Seahawks fan. I don't know why I said that, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. have a lot of teams. <laughs> it's just, it's a lot. Uh, Bobby Wagner, one of the premier defensive players in the league. Uh, he's always in the top five in tackles. Last year, he was fourth in the NFL with 138 total tackles. And when we talk about total tackles, that means uh, unassisted and assisted tackles. Mm-hmm. That's what they give credit for. Um, and he only played in 15 games, and I, that's still a lot to play in, but 
had he played in 16 games like the people, uh, the players in front of him, probably would have been second uh, in, in total tackles. I think somebody else you mentioned just a second ago, Darius Leonard, uh, was the the league yep. leader in tackles last year. Uh, but like I just said, Wagner's a tackling machine. He's plus 650 to win this award. He's going to put himself right in the top two or three uh, and have a chance to win this. He's a very efficient tackler. Um, I, I believe I read from Pro Football Focus that he only missed one tackle last year. Wow. I mean, we watched the Cowboys. I see Jeff Heath miss about six a game. Yeah, right. Right? And, and this guy missed one tackle last year. So he's very efficient. If he's there, he's going to make the stop. Plus 650. He's, he's the leader of that defense. Yeah. Uh, he's a Pete Carroll favorite. Let's roll with him at 650 right there. It's crazy. There's only two Legion of Boomers left. Uh, how is that even possible? What happened Wright. there? Yeah. yeah, just like that. Like they lost like two. That's the NFL every yeah. year. Uh, Harry, all right, more Falcons love. Um, most receiving touchdowns. I, I think I know who you're going to say. I'm going to go with uh, Julio Jones at 16 to one. Uh, I know he had eight touchdowns last year, and he he's only had double digits once in his career. But uh, I think he was underutilized by Sarkeesian. So now with Cutter in there, maybe they do different plays. Uh, Cuts across the middle where he can get free big plays for them down the field. Uh, Sanu Austin uh, and Austin Hooper maybe can open up things for him to let uh, Matt Ryan find him. I, he had 1,700 yards last year, so I mean he's getting the ball. It's just not not in the end zone. I think maybe this time at 16 to one with a Falcons high flying offense, if it's back to what it would should be, I think at 16 to one for a guy who's as dominant as he can be, I think that's worth a shot. All right, yeah, what, 16, oh, that's for touchdowns, but he had 1,677 yards receiving. That's that's a lot. That really is. 1871, 2015. Like I said, you, you get lucky with touchdowns. When you have that many yards, whether it's Big Ben or Julio Jones, you, you're going to maybe find the end zone by accident if you're going to log that many yards. Um, how many games do you think he missed over the last four years, Julio Jones? Anyone want to guess? Uh, Just throw it out. One? Six. Yeah, I, I five, oh, two, only two. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Don't you think like he's? Is it just that he's doubtful or highly questionable every Saturday <laughs> I think, or Sunday morning? I think that's morning? what it is, right? It's like every week you're worrying yeah. about him maybe not playing, but he's awesome. always playing. Two regular season games in the last uh, four years. So yeah. Does Who, Harry have any more Falcons picks? He wants oh, to yeah, take. Oh yeah, he's though? got another one. We'll get to it. <laughs> They're not done. Um, Speaking of yards, there actually is one, Brother Bry. You have it for yards from scrimmage. I think this is a two-horse race, and um, again, I think you found good value. Yeah, most yards uh, from scrimmage, 5-1 to one for Barkley. I mean, that seems too good to pass up, right? Uh, mm. I mean, we know teams are going to stack the box for him, but there's so many ways this guy can beat you. I mean, I feel like every other game he's going to break a long run. The offensive line is better this year, or it'll be a little bit better. I mean, if they can find any type of passing game, he's going to have a huge year. Um he led the NFL in scrimmage yards last year with mm-hmm. 2,028. I mean, again, he had 91 catches, so different ways for him to beat you. There, one of these seasons, you're going to say, "Oh my God, he had 2,400, 2,500, and and be close to like the re- you know." I right. think the all-time record, Chris Johnson, has the record at like 25, right around 2,500. Yep. So, um, I think it's just really good value. I mean, again, five to one. Oh, this year, next year, one of these years, he's going to have the most yards again. I mean, he's just that he's just that special. Well, so it's Barkley, it's Zeke, and it's McCaffrey, right? Aren't those really the only three that could get this? Barkley, 2028, Zeke, 2001, McCaffrey, 1965. You talk about receivers, even uh, 
uh, Harry throwing love to uh, Julio Jones. You're only going to get 1,800 right from a right. receiver at, right, at the correct. most. So yep. I think I think you're right at five to one. That's pretty good value yep. in a three horse race, and considering one last year. Yeah. Uh, Parley kid, this is a fun one. AP comeback player of the year. Um, and this is good. They give it to all different positions. Is another another uh, award I like. Uh, who are you who are you getting it to? Yeah, so I'm not gonna be taking a, a long shot here. Uh, I like Jimmy Garoppolo at plus four hundred. Him mm-hmm. and Le'Veon Bell are both sitting at plus four hundred. I think the difference between the two of these players, however, and I, I think uh, they're both primed to have very nice seasons this year, is Garoppolo got hurt last year, right? And Le'Veon just decided to sit out. Like so, right. he, he had a choice in playing or not. And I think when it comes to voting. If we're talking about it, it's close here. I think the voters are going to side with the guy that played and got hurt and he's coming back from an injury rather than what's Le'Veon Bell coming back from, really. Well, he's also, coming I back. Think the writers maybe they, don't have a great relationship with Le'Veon and, Bell. And too. I think that's yeah. part of the process, too, right? And he just, he's really coming back from, from what? He just decided not to play. Yeah. So I think that's going to hurt him if this is close. So advantage uh, Garoppolo when it comes to that. And look, Kyle Shanahan's his coach. Uh, if he plays 16 games and stays healthy, he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards, and he's probably going to throw for uh, 28 to 32 touchdowns. And the 49ers are a team that they look poised to win eight or nine games this year. And if you believe they're going to do that, and Garoppolo has that time of the year, that type of a year, uh, he's uh, in a prime position again to win this award at plus 400. So... Uh, I know that's not really a long shot there, but it's still pretty good value. And every time you see a, a you know, plus 400 above it, and if he stays healthy, his numbers are going to be there. Shanahan's an excellent offensive coach. And the 49ers have more weapons this year than they've had in many, many years. Right. So, yeah, they have him. Like I said, they give it to all different positions. Uh, Luck won it last year. Keenan Allen the year before. Jordy Nelson came back for the injury. Eric Berry, Gronk. So that that's good. I like that. It's up up for grabs. Did it scare you a little bit? That I think he threw five interceptions in a row. Yeah, I heard that in practice. He threw five in a row. I mean, um, that that's he just uh, wants these odds to go up a little yeah, bit. I maybe think. that's the case. I know. How does that even happen in a practice? Uh, but look, we've seen him play. Yeah. When he's been healthy and he's played, he's been good. So um, that's there, what there I'm kind of going There are some interesting with. names in here. That they, they Wentz is there at seven one. I don't know if I give it to him. I know he doesn't ever get through a December, but. Um, it's just a weird thing with him. Uh, Freeman, 10 to one, Jason Witten, 14 to one. What kind of stats would he have to have to win this? Yeah. This game, uh, uh, this, uh, award Flacco 33 to one. That I thought was interesting. Your mm. boy, Eli Manning, 50 to one, Harry, 50 to one. What do you think? Comeback part of the year. What do you think? Interesting. I step, but I still, I, I like Darren's pick though, because it'll be interesting. Like Kittle had almost record, a record, uh, receiving yards for a tight end ever. And that was with, uh, Mullins and and Beathard quarterbacking. Real interesting to see how he uh, gels with him. I have uh, Delaney Walker. uh, 50 to 1 is interesting, too. That's not bad. What if he gets back to form where he gets like a touchdown? But I don't know if they'd give it. Well, actually, they gave it a Gronk one year. Uh, Harry, how many, uh, back to Eli, how many games does Jones start this year? If everything goes well, zero. Really? Yep. Everything goes well, well, it'll be zero because Eli is going to be – he looks okay right now in the preseason. The Giants look good. It's early. I understand. Yes, Darren? Well, my thing was if you're going to tell me Eli looks good, Jones has looked looked better. He looks spectacular. And, again, it goes back to to me, the the, the Barkley factor. 
Uh, you're going to waste prime years of Barkley with Eli at the helm when you can get this thing going right now with Jones and Barkley. Right now, you can get it going. Now, look, it, I think can, Eli you, deserves a look. start uh, to start the season, and I think he deserves to finish there at uh, the last home game of the year. I think he deserves that start. People can give him a proper send-off, but otherwise, let's get let's have Jones start rolling in there. Actually, Darren, that's actually fair, what you're just saying, and it's still... Yeah, it's actually fair. It's actually fair. But it all, to all those people who said that Giants are wasting taking Barkley and should have taken Darnold, forget about it. All those theories and people who said that, trash. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll still see. Jones over under seven and a half starts, Harry. So you go way under. Do you think it's Eli's year? Start to finish. Eli still hangs in there, I think. All right, here we go. Uh, your Super Bowl matchup. You don't think the Giants are going to make the Super Bowl, but you have a, a pretty uh, – Pretty sizable odds. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. So look at. Uh, I know you like the Falcons a little bit this year. I think you pl- played them uh, the other day. And sometimes you just gotta uh, go with what key teams that you're on. And this year it's the Falcons for me. I'm gonna go with the Falcons versus the Chiefs at 95 to one to be the Super Bowl matchup. I mean, in 2016, like I said, the Falcons put up 540 points. They can get back to that. Freeman is healthy in the backfield. That's going to be a big part for them to get the offensive rolling. Um, the Chiefs, I, I mentioned a lot about, about the Falcons, so I'm going to go to the Chiefs here where the Chiefs have um, so many weapons on offense, as, as we witnessed. They have a rookie, McCole Hardman, who's going to be who's running like 4-1, 4-2s. Their, their uh, offensive uh, skills on everyone, Damian Williams running the ball for them, Every time he touched the ball last year, twelve every time every twelve times he touched the ball last year, he scored a touchdown. He had six touchdowns. So a lot of question marks about them in the backfield. But I think every time uh, he played last year, he did pretty well for them. Travis Kelsey, monster season, 103 receptions, over 1,300 yards, 10 touchdowns. And Steve Spagnola is going to be the key. I think the defensive coordinator changing the whole new defense over. And now I think it's Mahomes' time take down Brady. I mean, they were so close last year. So I've got Chiefs, Falcons, 95-1. to 1. That's my Super Bowl matchup. Yeah, you don't have to sell us on the Chiefs. They were right there. They were a fingertip away from going to the Super Bowl. But, yeah, the Falcons is the one. 95-1 to 1 is pretty good. I, I have this. I mean, this is boring. I understand. Pats Saints and Pats Rams are both 30-1. to 1. I think you're looking pretty good with one or both of those third week in January, right? 30-1? to 1? Like you, we, we talked about this last night, Sally. I mean, you'd like Two years in a row. How bad have the Saints gotten screwed over? So maybe Breeze gets a reprieve here and he can get something going with them and they get lucky for once. Yeah. All right, maybe. Uh, uh, Bri, I read this wrong um, when you wrote and sent this to me. <clears throat> it said Denver to win least games 18-1. to I was like, oh, at least how many games? He, he forgot the number. But you think they'll win the fewest amount of games at 18? Well, I figured I do like the value here at 18-1. to Look, I'm not saying – I'm definitely going to take the Dolphins too at 3-ish to 1. I think – Everybody should jump over them, all over them to have the, the fewest wins in football. But I think there's some value here. So when I was looking at teams for fewest wins, I'm looking at a team that has a new QB and a new coach. And, and when you look at that, there's only three teams, right? It's the Dolphins, Cardinals, and the Broncos. So I know there's probably going to be about 10 teams fighting for the worst record. But when you look at Denver, they have a brutal schedule. It's the second worst in football after the Raiders. I mean, I'm really... I mean, this is kind of, I guess, an asshole pick by me because I am looking at week one, and this is the one week I'm probably pretty positive about the Raiders. Like, they have to come out because their schedule is so tough. They got to win that first week. Late Monday night. So I'm factoring in the Raiders winning that first week. And then after that, 
it's going to be really tough for Denver. If, if you look at their schedule, there's probably like only four or five games yeah. where they might be favorites in. So when you After look- their bye, week 10, the four or five are on the road at Green Bay, at Minnesota, at Houston. It's uh, I think Indy's another one. That, that's rough. That yeah, is rough. It's, really, it's really tough. And, and, and the thing is, if you start off bad, then at what point in time are you tanking? Because the Broncos are one of a few teams, right? You have probably the Jets, maybe the Jags, Bengals, Dolphins, maybe Tampa, maybe Raiders. If those teams struggle, they're going to be tanking for Tua or whatever they're going to call it. They're, they're going to need it. Yeah. Another, I know they drafted Locke, but they're going to need a QB in there. So why not when you have a new coach, a new QB, <clears throat> one of the, maybe the toughest schedule in football? I think at 18-1, to 1, there's definitely value there. I mean, I know some... I, it's funny when I was looking up this, I saw that Romo. Yeah, really, Tony Romo. Tony really likes them, which made me hesitant on this, but I, I still like the value there because I think, I mean, to me, I see five or six wins for this team. And wow. why not, if they get to the middle of the season, why not tank at that point in time yeah. if, they're, if they're really struggling? So six and 10 last year, they're over under seven and a half. Uh, I like Flacco going to this team. They're a weird team. They typically in the last few years started off strong and then kind of faded. Uh, Parley Kid and I talked about kind of like Fangio right up there with LaFleur for uh, for coach of the year. If they can get it done, they have a new offensive line. They have Munchak in their offensive line. They um, they love him, but you're right. The schedule's brutal. Seven games versus 10-plus win teams. Uh, now, a lot of those are, are Chiefs uh, Chargers, but yeah. and I know I know you don't want your Raiders to come in fourth, so you need <laughs> you need the Broncos well, to be back. One of the things I was looking at, too, I mean, I probably should have done a little bit more research on this, but Fangio, like if how many first-year defensive coaches come in? I'd yeah. love to look at that stat. First-year defensive coaches that come in and do great. Right, right. Like I, Not a ton, probably. I don't know. Like when you're looking at bowls and some of those. I mean, that's what they brought when they brought Vance Joseph in, yeah. right? Like they struggle with that, although nobody – supposedly everybody likes this guy. Yeah, for um, sure. So, I, again, I, I think there's just good value there at 18-1. to And they play the Bears. Find you versus the Bears week two. Yeah. That, that's a <clears> – <throat> interesting start for the uh, the Broncos but they year. do have I, I mean like you said though they do have a lot of talent that you know Sutton Lindsay Sanders <clears throat> defense with Chubb and no Miller offense. there's yeah. a lot I mean they do have a lot of players yeah. I'm baking on those other players really sucking right though. all right Parley kid you have an interesting one to uh to end this here in our proper what is this called Harry what did I call it the potluck proper baganza <laughs> yeah yeah Sal I like uh the Eagles at minus three and a half wins over the Redskins at minus 120. <laughs> I found this prop f- floating out there. Yeah. Uh, looking at a, a Caesars uh, a win total here right now, uh, the over-under for the Eagles is 10 wins, and the over-under for the Redskins is six wins. Um, and if uh, if it plays out that way, which uh, sometimes it does kind of uh, come close to that, that this is a winner. What is it about the Redskins that any of us like? Is there anything about the Redskins nah. that anybody here likes? Their offense, their defense. I'm not a I'm not a, a Gruden basher there. I actually think he's a pretty good coach. I just think there's something greatly missing from that team. Uh, Harry, who's their number one receiver? Do we have any idea who their number one receiver is on the Redskins? Right? It's uh, like uh, Dox, you know they st- or something. St- yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, they still rolling out. Uh, uh, you know, is uh, Darius Geis their main running back? I mean, he's had some mm-hmm. some injury I- I- issues. What what's their? Are they a throwing team? Are they a running team? I I don't even know what that team is about. I think at seven to one, the Redskins could be uh, the, have the most losses. 
Uh, I, so I think I could see the Redskins winning here four to five games this year. The Eagles are going to be around that 10-win mark uh, with Wentz having, I think, a, a chip on his shoulder this year <clears> and wanting to win, uh, willing that team to win some football games. I think at three minus three and a half wins, Eagles over Redskins, uh, minus 120. Pretty good uh, yeah. value right there. I wish I liked the Eagles part of that a little more uh, for this bet, but I do think the Redskins under six and a half is pretty good. I get, think they get to five, six. I think that's a hefty big there, minus 170 if you take the under there. But you're right. For some reason, I had them over seven last year, and they were looking good. They were six and four, and Alex Hard to believe got hurt, and they just ended up seven and nine. That was a mess. Trent Williams is not coming back. I don't know if they can trade him or they're going to try. Uh, Jay Gruden, like you said, number one on the uh, the numbers for uh, first coach fired. This could be rough for them. First three at Philly, Dallas, and Chicago. Uh, I'm all in against the uh, Redskins this year. I think I think that's a a good pick. Nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I think like the, I would go Redskins and Bengals. I have that here as first the least amount of wins. Briley, you like the Broncos. I'm looking at the Caesars things. Here. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm getting probably, Redskins I'm probably going to bet Bengals the Dolphins and Broncos. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. A lot of, a lot of good bad Rem- teams to I bet do there. Like the Bengals, though. Remember though, Sal, Sean McVay actually said to watch out for the Bengals a little bit this year. He thought their their coach was. Uh, you know, that's right. Zach Taylor is very, uh, well, they play very impressive young coach. So they play against them, and that's his guy, right? That was his quarterback. Yeah, guy. kind yeah. of. Yeah, I think that's why I said that. <laughs> uh, all right, let me let me um, let me sharp tank this and tell you my favorites out of these. Bry, I like Miles Garrett most sacks fourteen and one, really good numbers. Uh, I also like Barkley most yards from scrimmage five to one. Parlay kid, I like uh, Devin Bush for uh, defensive rookie of the year eight to one. And Harry, I don't really like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I get it. Falcons, Falcons. I actually have the Falcons to make the playoffs. Yeah. I have the Packers to make the playoffs. Who did I have different? And I have Denver to make the playoffs. I don't think I had anyone different. Um, you know, at Houston out. Col- um, yeah, it's tough. Some of these. You look at these over-unders and everything. You study and you make cards and all year. And it's like, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, they have them at eight and a half wins. I think they'll have Eight or, or nine going into week 17. So Harry has it's one tough. card, and it's Falcons. That's it. <laughs> it's all Atlanta. For over 20 years, DirecTV has been the exclusive home to NFL Sunday Ticket, the only way to get every live game every Sunday. Good news, NFL fans. DirecTV has expanded the service. If you live in an apartment or area where DirecTV service is not available, you can now get NFL Sunday Ticket without a satellite. To see if you're eligible, go online to nflsundayticket.tv and stream every NFL Sunday ticket game this season to follow your favorite team no matter where you live. Use promo code RINGER at checkout to save 15%. Exclusive student discounts also available. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. You can get in a crash, people could get hurt or killed, but here are some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives each year. 
Drunk driving can have a big impact on your wallet too. You could get arrested and incur huge legal expenses. You could possibly even lose your job. So what can you do to prevent drunk driving? Plan a safe ride home before you start drinking. Designate a sober driver or call a taxi. If someone you know has been drinking, take their keys and arrange for them to get a sober ride home. We all know the consequences of driving drunk, but one thing's for sure. You're wrong if you think it's no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, that brings us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Lots and lots of uh, fantasy football drafts this week as we near uh, kickoff. I think we have our sa- uh, Sunday, right? Yeah, our yeah. Sundays. Sunday. Yeah, Harry, what number pick do you have? I have the uh, fifth. You're yeah. Right before me, you have five. I think you're going to snake uh, Hopkins from me. We still do a snake, by the way. Bri, you have. I have seven. So seven. We're five, six, seven. Yeah. Whatever. I don't even know what I am. Well, I think you're right in there. Are you eight or not? Will you finish what last year? Not leave. I think you're eight. Third? I can't recall. Yeah, that's what happens. I mean, this year, I'm just going to take players that. I've never had like I'm gonna get Russell Wilson on my team. It's kind of ridiculous. Uh, how long's he been in the in the uh, league? I've been in like three fantasy leagues. I've never had him as a quarterback. Most touchdowns the last two years combined. Why not? I don't even care. I just want that late afternoon game. I want to be able to see. Uh, all right, how many points do I need? So Russell Wilson, congratulations, you're gonna be on at least uh, two of my teams this year. But it got the captain thinking. He's like, hey guys, everyone's fantasy draft is this week. Who is the most annoying guy or gal at a fantasy draft? This seems like a slam dunk, but let's read the options here. Uh, The guy who takes too much time picking, minus 300. The guy who picks someone taken in a previous round, plus 150. Or the guy in an auction who waits until the last second to bid, plus 250. Or he could go field, four to one odds. Harry, start us off. Who's the most annoying? You know what? I'm going to go with the minus 300, the guy who takes too much time. Uh, in our league, we've basically, like we've mentioned before, we've got the same people in the league for like, um, what, what we're coming up on maybe what, like 27 years? We've had the same league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 27, 28 years. No, uh, no one's dropped. Nobody's uh, been added 10 team uh, league. And a lot of times in this, t- in which it's been better lately, but uh, Parlay Kid and Brother Bry's brother, Brother John. Has been notorious. You know, he's, he's, uh, once he started, you know, having a girl and everything, he was tailing away from, uh, <laughs> yeah, tailing, tailing away from, uh, our league, but he's still in it. And he sometimes he just, uh, not focused on what he's doing. And it's just like the next, it, once you get to the 11th, 12th pick, 13th pick, and you need a kicker, you need a defense, and it's still taking the full amount of time, uh, <laughs> we're on him. Even Parlay Kid was on him pretty good. And, uh, but uh, overall, I think uh, he's been good lately. So I'm going to go with the guy who takes forever. All right. Yeah. Parlay Kid, your brother, John, it's funny. Yeah. He did take a lot of time. We got sure. him. We're on CBS, and it tracks how long you could look after a draft, how long it took someone. And someone everyone will be around the three, five minute mark for all their picks. And John will be like 17 minutes. And like sometimes we think it's better. Remember, you got the one pick or the 10 pick. Like, oh, good. He's on the extreme. Yeah. So he'll knock this yeah. out. It, it didn't really help. But yeah. I think he has been a little better. Is that your choice for? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, I think the guy who takes uh, too much time picking is obviously the winner here at minus 300. Um, besides uh, Brother John, who that that's a, obviously what he does <laughs> all the time. We have another guy. Uh, named Frank, who checks all the boxes in these categories, yeah, too. Every single box plus more in this. He's the guy that 
I don't. We don't know like if he's like still like uh, if he's on the internet looking at things or uh, you know he's saying you know it's, it's the fifth round and he's asking if Zeke Elliott is still available yeah. and we're all like what Frank what are you what are you doing what are you looking at yeah so that's like the right? second category yeah that would be more yeah. like yeah the, more like right. the second ga- category the guy who picked someone taking the round before but mm-hmm. Frank will literally be asking yeah. about top picks if they're still available in rounds of six or seven and it probably makes our league sound kind of pathetic yeah. that we still have guys. Like that still in it? Well, plus he makes flat out lies. He's made the Kenny Rogers thing. I mean, he said Kenny Rogers had died yeah, during our draft. Middle of a draft. Like, well, maybe it's just a strategy to try to distract us from everything. But no, Frank does the other thing. And the, the thing with the guy who picks someone taken in the previous round in the digital age, it doesn't happen as much because you're kind of doing it exactly. on your computer, which Frank, I'm not sure owns, even though he was very, you know, he's very, he's out of it. And yet he was, very close to being an elected official in not a small, like shitty town like Harry came from, Oswego, like a respectable big town. He was almost voted into office. Like to the school, the town that you went to school in. Right, exactly. Well, you know, we all make mistakes, but I, I'm going <laughs> to. Anyway, Frank will do. Frank, because he's not on a computer, will have someone input his snake draft pick and he'll yell like Travis Kelsey's name like an hour into the draft, you know? So it's like, yeah, so that that is annoying. But Brian, what do you what do you say? Uh, it's funny. I mean, all of these are great. I'm going to stick with Frank here, but I'm going to go field. <laughs> oh. uh, we don't see it. We might not see it as much anymore. But I'm going to say the guy on draft day who says, "I'm not going to be there, oh. or I'm going to be there two hours late." Here's my top twenty picks. Right. And then you guys figure out whatever else. That's I mean, good. Now That's we true. do. Now we do like auto uh, auto picks and stuff like that, but. I mean, how many that happens all the time? Right? He's like, I'm driving, I can't see. Who do I like? Right, all right, the time. Right, right. So it's he gives you top twenty, and then we're basically drafting for him. He had a draft. great one. He had a he had like something terrible, like Johnny Manziel listed. Like I, I don't know, like four. It didn't matter because Johnny Manziel wasn't gonna get. I was like, we have to stick him with Johnny Manziel <laughs> here because there's no, and he hasn't been in the league in three uh, years, so I don't know. Yeah, how, how was it with Frank in this league? Yeah, it's a ten-team league. There's basically nine of us left. Mm-hmm. I haven't won a championship since like year one. It's been I've been. I'm uh, how is that even possible? Brother. I don't win that much either. I think Brian now uh, crunched the numbers in our league because he was the he saw that he was the best and then decided. To make yeah, it. once I saw that yeah. I had the best record of the last ten years, but I I think I've won three of the last seven. You have Something wow, like yeah. wow, wow, yeah. Harry, you and I play each other. I made sure of it, even though we're in opposite divisions twice this year. So. <laughs> Um, I, we have the extra game. Historically, I got a win record over you. There you go. Um, I'm going to. I think it's a clear. Although Brian, yeah, I, I love your field bet, but the guy who takes too much time picking, it just it could ruin the draft. It really does. It puts a pox on the draft, and you feel bad saying because sometimes it's a guy you haven't talked to all year, and a lot of times, like, hey, can you hurry up? You know, you don't want to hurry him up. Yeah, but exactly. But here's the thing: it's like when it gets to like the ninth round, and someone takes Will Fuller, and then it's like it's a three minute guess, like. You were not waiting on Will Fuller. You weren't Absolutely, doing that. It's like, right. come on, have two names there. You, you probably weren't taking a wide receiver, and it probably wasn't Will Fuller if you were. So have another backup name there. All right, I think we nailed it. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. Now let's go to the mailbag. You can reach us. Send us an email. Cousin Sal, against all odds, at gmail.com. I got the Vegas voice. I don't know. It's a little, <clears throat> a little delayed, but here it comes. Um, 
Oh, we have a nice letter here. Uh, but send us uh, any if you think you're gonna, eligible for our Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. Send us a quick note or something like this. Dear cousin, the Degenerate Trifecta, I had to share this little story of a funny and familiar situation to the gang. I enjoy running and joining all kinds of sports pools. I came up with a fun golf pool for the FedEx playoffs. Just select six golfers, two had to be outside the top 30, and that is your team for the next three weeks. Simple enough. I wrote to Harry and invited him, knowing he loves gambling on golf. He was very nice, responded in a timely fashion. Of course he did. He's got nothing to do. Uh, future <laughs> employers should know he's very punctual at email, et cetera. He said he's too busy to join, but tells me what his picks would be if he were to join. I let him know he still has time to join. He says thanks and reiterates that he's not joining. What, what, what does too busy to join mean? We'll get to that in a second. Fast forward to after the first leg of the playoffs, and guess what? Our Harry would have won the weekly prize and been in first place heading into the next week of the FedEx playoffs. After hearing about all the times Harry picked a winner and opted to not place an actual bet, I feel obligated to share this with you. Love the pot, all the best. Brett from Long Island. Thank you. Thank you, Brett from Long Island. I saw the first paragraph of that email. I was like, I know exactly where this is going. This happened a million times with Harry. Harry, I don't understand too busy to join. You had already done the work part of it in submitting the, your six names. Well, the work part of it took me about 30 seconds. Uh, so then, uh, you know, I'm trying to find some, I'm trying to get things scrapped together. I'm trying to get, you know, so trying to put in a, a $25 contest. I don't know how many people, I didn't know how many, you didn't tell me how many people were going to be in it. Um, I appreciate it, Brett, you know, but I just uh, had to say no to this. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is this is a great one. I wish yeah. Brett, I wish I knew where Brett was I know, from Brett, Long Island. Brett, you're from Long Island. Let us know where yeah, you are. Yeah, there's always we... like some type of seven degrees of separation from right. like Jesse Jansen, like uh, that we could probably exactly. figure out <laughs> when it comes to that seven stuff. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is classic Harry. Uh, isn't it? Like, well, Harry has been sending us texts every day, multiple texts about all the bets he's made. Mm. And he went through a nice stretch in mid-May, but I swear he has not hit one of the bets he has proposed or sent to us. Is that right? And at Only least Brett's about, the good ones. about two or three months. Mm. Uh, it's been, but he, you know, that was after a nice winning streak he was on. Uh, but yeah, this is, Harry does pick some winners, but it normally he never has money on his winners. Never has money on his winners. He never has money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing is, if it's if it's twenty five dollars and it's a golf type of wager, how many people are in it really doing the golf? That's my only thing. I mean, what is it? How many you want in it? One hundred and fifty bucks. I don't know. I but, want like a, I want like fifty bucks. You went through twenty five dollars in roulette betting stupid yeah, birthdays from the guy who makes like six dollar parlays, right? Yeah. Like he, you can't twenty five dollars is not. You know, you needed more. Or you wanted more. Parlays are twelve. Well, again, but the funny thing is you're saying you don't have time, yeah. but it's not you don't have time. You don't have money. Yeah, right. Right. I think that's more. Yeah, of just thing. say that. Say, sorry, I don't have the money. Not that. Sorry, I don't have the time. <laughs> Let's get Harry a job, by the way. If you're, come on. This is ridiculous now. It's been months. If you're in the Phoenix area, also yeah. Harry will go not just Phoenix. He'll fly and live anywhere. It doesn't matter. But there's got to be something someone could do to hire Harry. Right. It's getting bad. It's getting bad. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's. I mean, right now it's still a uh, hundred and eleven in Phoenix, but when you know during the winter when it's getting a little cold and I may be out and uh, you know I don't know what I'm doing, it's it, it could get bad. Did you clean pools? I had a job set up for you valeting cars, and you said no, I don't drive stick. <laughs> nah, I don't want to clean pools. All right, he doesn't want to clean pools. He'll do uh, almost anything else. But and you see, you wrote down Legarrett Blunt's name. What was it? What's that about? No, that was with Frank. He when. All right. Uh, all right, fellas. We're going to post this on Tuesday. We're shooting this. Do you have anything to say? Harry, you're at. Where are you? 
at AAO Harry. Uh, hit me up. Let me know what uh, if there's any jobs out there. I'll take them. He's not kidding either. Brother Bry? Um, at the Brother Bry, uh, I'm just going to say right now, I am so excited for college football yeah. to be back next weekend. Uh, it's like my favorite. Yeah. yeah, I mean, right. it's my favorite thing to wake up and you got game day on and just, uh, you know, I mean, the first week going to be shorter, but just right. having uh, 16 hours of football. Lots is of fun. Fantastic. We're there, boys. We're there. Parlay Kid? Yeah, I'm at the Chalk Talker. And uh, so, yeah, I think uh, – Thanks for uh, setting this up, or you and Harry for setting this up for us uh, this weekend in Vegas. Well, I don't, still don't know what this is, but yeah, uh, it's uh, we're it's, here together. It's been, a, it's been a lot of fun uh, to, to do this, and um, yeah, football right around the corner, college, pro. Uh, let's get it. Let's get it. It's gonna be fun. You got some shout outs too. You want to make? Oh yeah, college, let me make a shout out. Yeah, my son's up at the University of Rochester. Mm -hmm. um, their season will be underway come September 7th. I think it's opening day weekend up there as well. Uh, a lot of excitement. So I'm going to be looking forward to uh, traveling up there, watching the team play, and, uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, high school football starting uh, in a few weeks as well. So right. looking forward to seeing the John Glenn Knights and how, uh, how they do this year. Good times. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Cut and sound. Watch. Lock it in Monday through Friday, 430 to 530 Eastern on FS1. Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that. For the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. If you think drunk driving is no big deal, you couldn't be more wrong. You can get in a crash, people can get hurt or killed, and you could get arrested, incur huge legal expenses, or even lose your job. So next time you plan on drinking, make sure you plan ahead. Designate a sober driver or use a ride service. Designate a sober driver or use a ride service to get home safely. Drive sober or get pulled over.